Well, welcome to the Situation Report for September 5th, 2023. It's Carl Murray. A lot going on this week. I uh, spent some time on the phone with uh, Pete Chambers today, as well as Lieutenant Colonel Conrad and a few others. And there is a there's a growing consensus among uh, the colonels in my circle that are paying attention to what's going on. And we're seeing a number of different things occurring all at the same time. First, we're seeing uh, an information war that's um, rapidly becoming a kinetic war. We're seeing the preparations for not just COVID lockdowns, but um, another stronger variant. And I think Colonel Conrad was spot on when he was talking about the most likely and most dangerous enemy enemy course of action. Any intel guy will go through, and part of their job is to look at the, the enemy's course of action, meaning what's their most likely move on the battlefield? And then of the moves they could make, what's the most dangerous move? We care about the most dangerous enemy course of action because that's usually the most catastrophic that you pay attention to. I now have, there's there's four of us now that all see the same thing. And I haven't talked to Pete Chambers in months um, for a couple of reasons. One, he's been busy with the Texas Rangers. Two, he's, he's, he's busy on the ground with uh, a number of different patriot groups that are organizing at the local level to protect their communities, not to mention pay attention to what's going on at the border. So we just haven't had time to um, even touch base. And tonight we were touching base. And what sparked it was I saw his interview with Jeff Prather and uh, Todd, uh, I think it's Campbell, I think is the guy's name. Um, they were talking about Marburg and Todd Callender, sorry. And they were talking about uh, Marburg. So the assertion is, and this interview was done several months ago, according to Pete. The assertion is, is that the, the vaccines have Marburg laced into the, nano, the lipid nanoparticle. And the lipid nanoparticle breaks the brain barrier. And the assertion is, is that there's uh, using 18 megahertz 5G and they pulse at a certain amount of times that it can activate this, this dormant um, virus. And it only affects those who have been vaccinated and that they're going to release this as a deadlier variant um, if, if people don't abide by the lockdowns. And essentially the premise is that they're going to do the lockdowns, see who signs up, who doesn't sign up, what kind of backlash they get, and that if they don't get the response that they need, then they're going to push for and push out this, this other variant. I don't know how much truth there is to any of that. But if you look at the dynamics of the situation, you could say that it's highly it's highly plausible that some type of scenario like that could occur. And the discussion that Pete and I had today was because one of the things he asked me was, how do you see things developing? And I said, I see things developing along the lines of everything happening at once. And the time frame is it starts this month towards the end of the month, and then it ramps up over the next month into late October. And late October is when all of it falls apart. And the moves I'm seeing that are being played on the national stage are rushed moves. They're not 
methodical moves. They're not coordinated moves. They're rush moves, which means if I'm reading the tea leaves right, the enemy's off their situation. They're off of their plan, and they're they're reacting. And so much of the population is awake now that they're they're trying to react to keep up with the population before some other disclosure comes out. I've I've said since January that we're going to see a number of disclosures over the next twelve months, and over those twelve months, we're going to see within. And this was by June. We would see disclosures around key people in the government. We've, those those disclosures have come and gone around Biden, now around Obama, around the Clintons. Now you're starting to see things coming out about other people in the government. Lindsey Graham's another one. Those are only going to ramp up. And he made a very interesting comment, which I wasn't really tracking. And that is Burning Man, one of the most um, satanic-oriented festivals, other than this, the, the other well-known political that all of the the key elite go to i can't think of the name of it anyway was literally attacked by some kind of a weather weapon and disrupted and i hadn't looked at it that way but that's plausible that we're seeing the punch and counter punch between the elites and remember we're talking about a group of people with a loose marriage of convenience and those loose relationships start to fray when you put any stress in the system. And we're starting to see that. I, I, think, the, um, I think the original conversation was to twofold. Number one, it was to slow roll and lull the public into, the, into walk, literally walking into the concentration camps. That's what I think they originally wanted. They wanted to, you know, they want to beat everybody down. COVID was used as a test bed to make everybody feel isolated, alone, and disconnected from the rest of the rest of society. And for a bulk of the population, it partially worked. For another part of the population, and that's the population that's awake, most of them went, this is all this is all BS. I'm not abiding by any of this. So things things happened outside of the 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 normal public. And at, at, the, at the end of the day, COVID didn't achieve the aims they wanted. Bohemian Grove, thanks to you. Bohemian Grove is, is the other one. We're seeing a disruption of a lot of their operations in, in real time. And that to me says that, that there's people that don't have a seat at the table that are still trying to disrupt the situation. Because, look, at the end of the day, all of this boils down to currency. Who controls the digital currency? That's what the game's been about since day one. Install a digital currency, and whoever controls the currency is the de facto emperor. Jack Donna said that to me over a year ago, and those words resonated with me ever since then because it's literally, that is the linchpin for all of this. They have to install a digital currency in order to install the control systems that they want to put in place for any kind of social scoring system to operate. 
And they've made all these loose marriages of convenience in order to make that happen. And those are starting to fray now because they're seeing more and more pressure by the, by the public to push against this. And the proof is in the pudding because you, you see Joe Rogan talking about it now. I saw an interview where um, somebody interviewed Vivek and literally said, anything World Health Organization or WTO or even um, WEF, it's an automatic no by the population. And those, that's a very true statement. Even people on the extreme left are starting to see that the, what the elite want to put in place is not anything near what they were told they wanted to put in place. And this, this zero carbon nonsense is starting to fray as well. But the bigger point I'm trying to make here is that you now have, and literally Pete and I talked for almost an hour tonight. The interesting part of this is I was, he, he stopped me mid-sentence and said, dude, you're giving me chills. I literally said this, you and I talked about this six months ago, and you were saying some of the exact same things that you're saying right now, and you haven't changed off of it. And I said, literally, this timeline that you just, that you just gave to me, I said this timeline yesterday to somebody, and you're right in line with what I'm seeing too. I go, I've been seeing this since January. I thought it was going to go kinetic in June, July, because the way we were dispositioning forces across the planet, specifically into Poland, it looked like a buildup to pre-1991 Iraq. And the combat power that we moved overseas is substantial. It's not a little amount of combat power. You don't move those kind of forces and then have them sit idle unless you're going to um, do some kind of kinetic operations. And so the consensus now is that we're seeing four things converging all at once. The financial collapse, the, the logistical collapse, the fuel collapse, and a cyber attack. We're seeing all those coincide with these lockdowns. And I told Pete, I see a cyber attack to take out the, the power grid, the banking system, and the logistical grid, especially shipping. Because you don't need to hit us with an EMP to disrupt everything and drive the country into chaos. You could do that with a cyber attack to take out key nodes and key information centers. United Airlines was down today full stop because of a quote-unquote computer issue. That, to me, is a dry run. That's a dress rehearsal is what that is. That's At least that's how I see it. I, I honestly don't know um, if it was an attack or not, but it sure is starting to look that way. And I was dealing with cyber attacks today, too. We had phishing attacks this morning. We had social engineering attacks against almost every one of our uh, branches in Florida and in uh, Illinois, literally trying to socially engineer passwords and usernames. And they got one, and they, one of the phishing, phishing attempts got in. And that's, that's just tip of the iceberg. For the last two months, we've been dealing with sustained spear phishing. And if you don't know what phishing and spear phishing are in the cyber world, phishing is when somebody sends you a crafted email, and they either send it to an entire sec section of your company or they send it to the entire company. It's a shotgun blast. Spear phishing is to specific individuals. And those specific individuals all receive the same email. 
And we got hit by that last, not, not even two weeks ago where they hit specific people and they were using the CEO's name and email and they were trying to get somebody to go buy gift cards. And the only, literally the only reason we didn't get owned was because we had done security awareness training literally that, that Monday and they hit us on Tuesday. But we're seeing a ramp up in cyber attacks across the board. And it's not just my industry that's seeing it. Every industry seeing it. So I imagine that we're going to see more and more of these attacks over the next coming month. And this is just a ramp up to an overall campaign. I, I the, the convergence of all of these different lines of oper, operation is starting to accelerate. And which prompted me, um, which prompted me to do this sit rep tonight. I was going to do it tomorrow night. In fact, I'll be doing it tomorrow night at five o'clock with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Conrad and potentially um, Colonel Piper. And then on the 13th, I'm going to have uh, the good Captain Seth Keschel come back on and potentially Pete Chambers if his schedule allows. And we'll, we'll continue the conversation about converging lines of operation. But I wanted to put this out tonight so that we, we dispel a couple of different things. The first one is, the Prather video, and, and Pete said this tonight too, which I thought was interesting because I thought I was the only jaded, you know, prick in the room. But we both agree our trust in anybody right now is frayed. I don't trust anybody. I, I don't trust any of my contacts. I don't trust any of the guys that I've been talking to for the last several months. I don't I don't even trust what I'm seeing in secure comps because everything I'm seeing has some flavor of unplausibility to it. And it's not that I distrust the, the people, I distrust the message that I'm getting. Because the system is so flooded with so many different, so many different messages right now. There's so much disinformation that you know, for Pete to say it to me, he's like, bro, I just don't, I don't trust anything right now. I don't trust what I'm hearing. I don't trust what I'm seeing. This is just what I'm seeing from a from a global perspective of how things are fitting together, but I don't trust the individual messaging. And, and I got to admit that I'm on the same page. I'm skeptical of everything. I'm skeptical of everyone saying it, especially in the truth community. Because the, the amount of things that are, people are just pulling out of their ass is unbelievable right now. I, I got something sent to me yesterday that at first I laughed at it. And then I realized people actually believe this. There's this prevailing thought process that there's some magical white hats and that Trump is still in charge of the government. Trump is not in charge of the government. I don't know where this is coming from. It's like this, this rumor that Cheyenne mountain has been shut down since 2021. That's nonsense. Everybody I talked to in the space business, because you know, I was in the space business. Everybody I talked to says the same thing, normal ops. And these are people that are still in the mountain saying normal ops. But there's a bulk of the population that believes a lot of this disinformation. This is literally, this is why I've lost my patience in the last, you know, 48 hours with the whole Telegram thing. People post some of the most insane things and then it goes viral. And then we have to spend more time trying to undo it and unwind the BS than we do just trying to get the truth out, which I don't, I don't think anybody right now knows what the exact ground truth is with what's coming. I think they're trying to do a lot of things at once and it's going to completely get away from them. And 
you know, the other thing that I've been asked today, which I'll be very frank about is, you know, why, why aren't conservatives planning? Why aren't conservatives working together? I'll tell you exactly why that's not happening. Because everybody wants to be in charge. No one wants to be a follower. Everybody wants to be in charge. Their idea is the best. Their way of thinking is the best. And nobody else gets it. That's been a consistent thing for two years now, three years. No one wants to put their, their ego aside and follow somebody else. Everybody wants to be out front. And it doesn't work that way. That's why Flynn hasn't drawn a, cloud, a crowd. That's why um, Keschel hasn't drawn a crowd. That's why anybody that's, that's messaging, trying to organize, even Doug McGregor's having a hard time. I think Doug McGregor's got a better shot than all of us because he legitimately is probably working with general officers with my country, my choice, or our country, our choice. I can't remember the acronym. He's got a better chance to unite people. But again, it's too little too late. We're already at the precipice of a major, a major event happening. And everybody can feel it now. Everybody, every single officer I've talked to in the last two weeks has said the exact same thing. Something really big is coming, coming that we've never seen before. And this will go kinetic. Do you know how many times I've heard that in the last two weeks? Probably a hundred times by different people. That is a significant, significant event for that many people to see it, feel it, and know it's on the horizon. Nobody can agree with what the, what the catalyst is going to be, but I'm telling you. I had a dream the other night, and I've had, just since late August, I have had wicked, vivid dreams. And I don't normally dream like that, but these last, these last few dreams have been very, very interesting. And I say that because my, my senses are in overdrive right now. Right when you're when you're in country, and you're on the ground, you're outside the wire. You rely on your gut senses, and your your gut is spirit talking to you, telling you the right way to go. And most of us ignore our gut. Most of us don't pay attention to it. But I can tell you, my gut is telling me right now that we are weeks away from a major event happening, and it is a planned event by our own government to try and herd people into camps and give them more inoculations. That is literally what they're trying to do. And it is not going to work. Which brings me back to the Trump conversation. The reason why I don't think Trump's in charge, because the moment that Trump heard that Alex Jones press conference where he talked about the COVID lockdowns were coming out again, Trump said, our duty is to resist. Our duty is not to comply, but to resist. And that is our duty now. That is our that is our obligation. If we want to save our country, if you want to keep our way of life, you have to resist all forms of this tyranny the moment they announce this on October 4th. And I think it's coming at the end of September. I don't think it's coming October 4th. I know the emergency broadcast system is going to be tested on the 4th, and it will be shortly thereafter that they'll declare a national, some kind of national health emergency. And they've put all the infrastructure in place since the first announcement of COVID back in 2020 to do this round of tyranny. You want to know when the guns come out? When that tyranny and that overreach affects you directly. 
and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you see the troops in your front yard that are not U.S. troops. I guarantee you they're going to put foreign nationals into U.S. uniforms, and they're going to put them on the streets, either as cops or as soldiers. You mark my words on that. And that is coming within weeks, not months, weeks. And your job is to resist at all costs. No matter how bad it gets, no matter how sick you are, how fucked up you are, your job is to resist. That's your only job now. And Trump was the one that said it. That tells me the guy's not in charge. That tells me that the guy knows what's coming or sees what's coming, and he's not going to play either. We're not getting to 2024. I hate to break it to you. All this nonsense about what candidates are going to win, who's out front. Sorry, we're not getting there. Their plans have been pushed to this year. For whatever reason, for whatever disruption that's happening to their plan, it's driving them to this year. I do not see them going into 24. And if they do, it'll be through a miracle. I don't see it any other way. Now, that brings me to the situation with with Marburg. I asked Pete today, you know, if this is real, all things being equal, then how are you supposed to, and are there therapeutics to treat it? And he named off some drugs, and I was like, dude, you're going to have to chimp it down. And he pointed me to uh, a website called truthforhealth.org. Supposedly there's treatment protocols out there. I'm on the website. I'm looking right at it, and I don't see it. But maybe it's there. Maybe I haven't seen it. But there's treatments for long-haul COVID, for vaccine injuries, for a number of different things. So he's plugged into the right people. And, you know, he's... He's a doc, so I, I trust his I, tr- I trust his medical opinion of things. And I think the, the consensus that we both have is that Lieutenant Colonel Conrad's analysis of the situation was spot on. They release a stronger, more virulent strain of, of whatever virus they want to push, and that drives the fear point. Because remember, the whole game plan here is not just compliance. It's to drive fear into the entire population so people comply like they did with COVID. And if you look back to COVID and you think through it, every single person that complied with that became an informant, became basically a brown shirt. And the people that didn't comply were the ones that were ostracized. There's going to be a portion of the population that doesn't sign up, and there's going to be a huge portion of the population that does sign up. Remember, if, if people are triple vax and they're not dead, why would they not believe this round, especially if they see people get sick that are vaccinated? The most, According to Pete, the most susceptible to this are people that are vaccinated. I believe that. I, I, who knows what they've engineered into the into the the vaccines, but I know that um, that uh, there's been two docs that have talked about the lipid nanoparticle, and both of them have said the same thing, that the lipid nanoparticle is the true bioweapon. And Sam Sigalop was the first one that talked about it, and the second one to talk about it was Pete Chambers. So there's got to be some truth to that. And there's got to be something else laced with these lipid nanoparticles that we're not aware of. 
Remember, this has been in the making for decades. This is not a new phenomenon, this whole COVID thing. But Marburg is not inherent in our environment. And it's named after some it's named after the the people in Germany that were playing around with the virus. And it's you have it's literally like um like AIDS. You have to transfer it through blood in order for it to be infected by it. So there's already misinformation about Marburg out there and how it's transmitted. But if this is if this is laced into the vaccine and some kind of a trigger device triggers that being released into your body, well then, okay, that's a bioweapon. And those people that are affected by it with the vaccines are going to be the ones who are going to be susceptible to it. They've already baked this into the cake. They've wargamed this, they've analyzed this, and they've played this out several, several times. But here's where they lose control. At least this is how I see them losing control. I see them losing control once they start to get mass resistance. Because you're going to have all these sick people, then you're going to have all these people that are resisting. They don't have the bodies. They don't have the numbers to be able to control enough of the, the, the population. And it's going to be costly for them to control specific areas. What they really want to do is drive the fear into the entire population. Like, oh my God, this Marburg thing's going to kill everybody. Just a cursory amount of research will tell you that Marburg's not highly contagious. But most people don't do that kind of research and they're banking on the fact that most people don't do that research. But here's the kicker in this. This is where the information war comes in. Because if they release this new variant, and then they take down the internet with a cyber attack. So you don't have any social media. You don't have anything except radio and TV. It means they've driven everybody back to mainstream media and they can gaslight you as much as they want to. That's why alternative comms are going to be so important once the cyber attacks take place. Because nothing that you have, your phone, your internet, your computers, potentially all infected or at least taken offline. All they have to do is take down the carriers and you communicate with no one. Keep that in mind because that's going to be important. They need to control the narrative. In order to drive the fear and the misinformation, they have to control the narrative. That's why I see all of these things converging at once with a cyber attack laced into it because the cyber gives them control of all the key infrastructure, the banking system, the logistical system, the medical system, all comms and fuel. You don't eat, you don't roll, you don't communicate. You can't shoot, move, and communicate. They need to drive the narrative from their standpoint. That's why alternative comms are going to be highly important so the message can get out and people can hear what's really going on in specific parts of the country. Because remember, they're only going to control small parts of, of major cities. They're not going to control entire cities. They're going to try to, but it's going to be very costly for them to do that. So it's incumbent upon us to have alternative communication ability to be able to spread the word. And it's got to be factual information. It cannot be conjecture and bullshit. It has to be factual. It has to be information that people can action. 
not all this nonsense around the white hats are coming to save us. No one is coming to save us. We have to save ourselves. Can't tell you how many times I said that over the weekend. There's a swath of people that literally believe there's white hats that are coming to save us. So the military is going to step in. Really? Okay. Good luck with that. But the point of all of this and the point of the, of the discussion for the past few weeks was to prep everybody for this moment and to have people have, you know, a few weeks at a minimum of food and water to be able to sustain and survive and then mount a defense. And the defense is going to be in your community. It is not going to be at the national level. Get that horse shit out of your mind right now. This is going to be local action driving national changes. And the worst part is you're going to be dealing with sick people and, and, and the bad guys all at the same time. And you're going to have to put the fear aside and start making decisions. That's where Lawrence Gonzalez's book, Deep Survival, comes in. All of these things that we've been pushing across the channel, as well as the messaging and, and the preparations, all that's been pushed out for a reason, to get you ready for this moment. That's, that's the point of it. We don't want a civil war. We want a revolution. We need to change the nomenclature we're using, and we need to, we need to call it what it is. This is a revolution to free the planet from tyranny. We are the backstop for everybody on the planet. We are it. And we need to put our differences aside, check our egos at the door, and get in the fight together. It's the only way we're going to, that's the only way we're going to save our country. And I got to give a, a big shout out to uh, both Pete Chambers and uh, Jack Donna for reminding me that tonight. Because both of them reminded me there are a lot of people that are paying attention. There's a lot of people that are preparing and there's a lot of people that are awake. I lose sight of that day to day because I'm inundated with, well, I'm inundated with a lot of retardation every day. And it gets old, it gets very old, especially when you deal with the, the things that we deal with, especially in Telegram. I, I'm so tired of the shit stirring. It just, it's, it's beyond old, right? Some of that's trolls from, from the establishment, some of that's trolls from China. I can discern who those guys are. It's the people within the the Patriot movement, the shit stirs that are sitting there, sitting back, and they know everything, and nobody else gets it except for them. That shit's old. It's beyond old. It's old because you're wrong. You've been wrong from the start. You're wrong now. You got people that are experts in the business of warfare telling you something different than what you believe and you still can't hear it. So here's me helping you help me help you. You're wrong. You were wrong to begin with. We all get it. We're just out of patience with you because you're not paying attention. You don't work well with others. You don't want to put your ego aside. I don't have time for you anymore. And this is specifically to Deb's this is me calling you out. I've told my admins that if you stir shit in my channel one more time under a different name, they will ban you for good. You will not come back. That's your one and only warning. And I don't normally call people out, but 
when you when you get in the channel and you're you're stirring shit, sorry. It's massively disruptive. And now is the time for open and honest communication because there's people that don't know where to look for information. There's people that don't get it. There's people that are new to this that are trying to get their feet under them. They don't need somebody condescending telling them they that they don't get it or worse, they're wrong because they don't believe what you believe. Pull your head out. Okay, I got that out of the way. That's the admin note for the night. The other question that I want to answer tonight, and I'm going to keep this fairly short, probably 45 minutes, is there's a lot of consternation around how the fuel runs out, when the fuel runs out. I don't know when that's going to happen. All I know is we don't produce oil. The Saudis and the Russians have cut back production. The fuel costs are going to rise. Then you have the unknown, which is still sitting there right now, where the IRS comes into this because the IRS is, is taking an active stance and they're actively engaged in shutting down firearms dealers and, and logging and cataloging any gun purchases in the last 12 months. I mean, there's been almost 33 million gun purchases in the last two years. That's, that's a significant amount of guns purchased. And the, the ATF was going after people for buying multiple guns in the same day. And I think they've cut back on that and they've shifted tactics now and they're using the IRS to come in and review the books. The IRS has no business looking at a 4473, but it tells you that they're ignoring the rule of law. Why all this is significant is I don't know what the catalyst is going to be for the fuel to run out or how that's going to play out. I'm making the assumption that fuel is going to run out at the same time everything else does, or it's going to be disrupted by some kind of a cyber event. However that plays out, you're going to see chaos within the, especially within the inner cities, because people don't realize how much fuel impacts their day-to-day lives. When buses stop, trains stop, cars will stop no matter what. With trains, buses, and mass transportation, once those stop, then you'll see, see people losing their minds. Because if your car stops, people can still use public transportation to get around. Is it painful? Yes. But it's still an option when people are out of, out of personal vehicles. That's why it's a luxury. When they take away all the luxuries, that's when you're going to start to see people really uncomfortable. The key point in that, in that cycle is to remember that there's a lot of people that don't have resources and that's where it's going to be very very important to have empathy for people versus taking that cold hard stance and that's going to be the hard part is discernment in that situation but that will be a catalyst for social disorder that will be a catalyst for some kind of kinetic conflict i trust me when i say this when the, when the iraqis ran out of fuel they lost their minds and they used they used fuel to eat their homes, to cook with, to fuel their cars, to use to use in their trucks. When they lost that, it was chaos. Pandemonium within within two hours of the last drop being poured into a gas can. Pandemonium. Imagine that happening here with how dependent people are on their own private vehicles. You have to think through those kind of scenarios because they're coming. And they're going to be engineered. And there's going to be so many people disoriented by that. 
the point is, whatever that catalyst looks like, I'm trying not to make up a story in my head about what this is going to look like so I can adjust to it when it actually happens. And the key thing is, and and I'll be perfectly honest, I don't have 50, 60 gallons of fuel sitting around. I just don't. I don't have a place to store it. I maybe have 10 gallons and whatever's in the tanks. I'm already assuming that there's going to be other issues that are going on all at the same time. And that brings me to a couple of things. I was asked a question about what can I do to protect myself from a cyber event? There's three things you can do, or actually there's four, but there's three really strong things you can do. Number one, first and foremost, have a strong password. Longer than 12 characters, complex in nature, using special characters, capital letters, and in numbers. If you can have a long word that you can remember with special special characters in there, do that. The second thing is when you're not using your internet, turn it off and leave it off. Turn off every single internet connection in your car. Most of the new cars have remote start, remote unlock, and GPS turn on all the time. Turn it all off. You don't need it anyway. Use your key. Use your remote control. And then, you know, in three months, if nothing's happened, turn it all, turn it all back on if you want. But for the next, next two months, turn all that shit off. The other thing, most people don't know how to update the firmware on that crappy Linksys router you got sitting in your house. Go take a look at the Linksys router you got. If you've got something old, update it. I guarantee you there's probably an update for it. And if it's that old where you can't update anymore, get a new one and update it to current. And then update all of your your laptops and your phones to the current version. That's the first thing you can do. If it's programmatic and it's programmed in by the carriers or by the phone manufacturers, not a lot you can do about it. I have two laptops that are disconnected completely from the internet. They're not even turned on. I turn them on, I update them, and then I turn them off. One of them I haven't updated in months. I don't plan on on turning it on unless I absolutely positively have to. And it means everything else is down. And then I have plain old radios. That's that's the best you can do. You're not going to do biometrics or any of that other crap. Any retinal scans or fingerprints. Your phone already does that. If you... Here's the litany test. You got an iPhone, set it on your desk, turn off the lights in your room, and then use another phone and record, just record, look right at your phone. Most of the phones now have night vision capability or at least night night camera capability. The best thing you can do is sit there and and record it for a few seconds, like 10, 15, 20 seconds, and then go back and watch the video. You will see the phone infrared flash. And it will sit there and flash. Every three seconds, the iPhone pulls your red, pulls for your, uh, and it takes a picture of whatever's in the room in front of it. Most people probably didn't, uh, don't realize that. So the other thing I do, in fact, I do it most of the time I'm home. When I'm in the house, I turn my phone into, uh, I turn off Bluetooth and I turn off the wireless carrier. I put it in airplane mode and I just use wireless. And that's another way to cut down on the RF in the house. But if you're not using the internet, turn it off. 
You turn it off at night when you go to sleep. No reason not to. Have a machine that's sitting that's sitting not connected to anything. Disconnect everything in your house that has a camera on it or cover the camera. I have camera covers on every single laptop I own. I have camera covers on, I have two TVs that had cameras on them. I got rid of them. And now anything with a camera has a cover. Anything with a microphone is turned off. Like I had an Alexa in my house for all of three minutes until I figured out, I sat and watched the traffic where, where it was sending traffic. And even when you're not talking to it, it's sending traffic back to Amazon. Everything you say is being recorded and sent back to Amazon. Same with Google. Same with your iPhone. My iPhone's sitting and listening right now. And you wouldn't think it, but I'm telling you, turn off everything that you're not using. Power it off. And with phones, stick it somewhere where the microphone can't pick up what you're doing or talking about. And then turn off all of the all the wireless features of it. Because look, if they're going to hit you with a cyber attack, they've they've figured out a way to to do it so it communicates to everything that's wired. And wired, I mean wireless connection, wired connections, Bluetooth connections. They are going to architect the the perfect storm of cyber attacks. And I'm assuming it's going to go all the way down to the consumer level, but I may be wrong. It may just go after keynotes. Like I said, they don't have to do a lot from a cyber perspective to bring the country to its knees. They can go after the air traffic control system. They can go after the logistical hubs. They can go after key nodes of communication. And guess what? We're dead in the water. So the point I'm trying to make is when it comes to cyber, the minimal footprint you have that's connected and wired, the, the less likely you are to be affected by it initially. At some point, you probably will be affected by it. In, in my line of work, we say it's not if you get owned, it's when you get owned. And so we take precautions so that we have backups of everything that we can turn on in a warm standby and go back to business as usual as fast as possible. That's called a disaster recovery plan. And we use DR for just about everything we do, and we plan around that. I'm, in the, I'm actually in the cycle of doing that right now, doing a DR plan. It's very, very important right now that you replenish the stuff you've used as best you can. But more importantly, it's 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 a good use of your time right now to be deeply involved in your community building relationships because relationships are going to carry us through this and and in all transparency i'm doing a sit rep tonight tomorrow and then my kids are here and i'm going to completely disconnect to the point where i don't even think i'm taking my phone with me when we when we um, go traveling around just because i want to build connections, human connections with them. And I suggest everybody do that. Now's the time to do that. Especially since we don't know what's coming. And look, if nothing happens, I will be more than happy to admit that I'm wrong. But when you have five or six lieutenant colonels and a couple of 06s all saying the same thing, it's time to start listening. And all of them say the same thing. This will go kinetic at some point. So get prepared now. Don't screw around. Don't don't lollygag or don't dawdle, as my parents used to say. And be ready. Be ready and expect the unexpected.
because they will throw a curveball at us. I guarantee it. And we'll talk more about this tomorrow night when I have uh, Lieutenant Colonel Conrad and Lieutenant Colonel Piper on the line. But is it if there's any any questions? Now's the time. Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. But the thing to keep in mind, especially with the craziness that's coming in the next several weeks, there's going to be a lot of noise. You got to get away from the noise. Distill it up to the bigger picture. Break down the narratives for what they are. It's either going to be fear, compliance, or by the story. Do what we say, believe what we say, get along to go along. You're going to see those three narratives over and over and over again. They're going to try and weaponize the medical system the way they did before. And uh, I hate to break it to you. The, the hospitals have already been paid. A lot of clinics have already been paid. The CDC is already obfuscating data. So you're not going to see any relief there. You're not going to see any of the medical system not go along with this. They're already gearing up for it. Your job is to resist now. That's it. You have no other job. Resist. Resist in your in your community and get other people in your community to resist too. This is it, folks. This is the moment. This is the decisive moment in our history, in our lifetimes. And then the hard work starts. And the hard work is us taking back our country. The hard work is us holding these people accountable and then throwing the foreign influences out of this country for good. It's a tall order. It's going to take a long time to do. But I don't know about you, but I'm in the fight till the end. They are not. I'm not going to die on my knees, folks. I'm going to die on my feet. And if I'm carrying a rifle when I do it, so be it. But this is information right now. And this, once this transitions to kinetic, you're going to know exactly when to pick up the guns. Because this will transition quickly, and it will get, a, get out of hand quickly, and they will lose control of it. That I see clearly. Don't ask me why, but that's what I see. I don't have any fear that we won't prevail. What I have fear of is that we'll be stuck with some of the same dipshits that we have now. And I'm not going to let that happen either. At least if I have any say in it. So don't get wrapped up in the noise. Keep your eye on the big picture. Keep your eye on the major moves that they're doing at the national level. The major themes and messages that are coming out. And don't get wrapped up in the bullshit. There's a there's going to be they're going to flood the system with BS. I guarantee it. So keep that in mind over the next the next several weeks because they're going to come hot and they're going to come fast. Things are going to come hot and fast. And you're going to be questioning what should I pay attention to? Pay attention to the national level national level moves. They've already choreographed this to a certain extent. Watch what they do. Just like Maui. Watch what they do. The thing about Maui that's, that's still sitting in my craw is where the fuck are the families? If there's 104 children missing, where are their families? Why are we not hearing from them? Why do we not know how many kids were supposedly lost in this? There's so many unanswered. There's more unanswered questions than answered questions. And that's what we need to be watching at the national level. What are they doing? What's their major moves? And then here's a challenge for everybody that's listening. 
I got word tonight that there's they're building FEMA camps that are supposed to be done by the end of October. Supposedly they're in the West, California, New Mexico, Arizona, Southern Colorado. If anybody has either grid, you know, lat long for where they are, I'd like to know about it. If anybody knows exactly where they are on a map, I'd like to know about it. I want to I want to personally go and drive and see if I can find some of these camps in Arizona. That's that's the mission of the week. But our our whole job there, our whole mission is is resist, resist, resist. Keep that in mind. And with that, I appreciate everybody jumping on tonight. I know this was quick and dirty, but uh, I wanted to get some things out. And I look forward to everybody being on tomorrow night at uh, 5 o'clock Pacific time. And I should have uh, Lieutenant Colonel Conrad, and we'll talk more about uh, big picture. God bless everyone. Have a good night.